This is Oliver Nyberg for BakeQueenSnacks.com, and I'm joined by Charles Spears from Research Institute, Camden BRI. Now, it's been widely touted that demand for gluten-free bakery products is on the rise, but how will the industry cope with the challenge of making a great-tasting product? Charles, perhaps you could tell us whether it's even possible to get a gluten-free bread that tastes like its wheat counterpart. I think it's fair to say that gluten-free bread has improved dramatically in quality over the last few years. Some of the offerings from uh, near history were fairly poor, but the industry has recognised the need for a decent product. And yes, I think it's fair to say that the bread is perhaps not quite as good as its uh, whole wheat equivalent, but certainly has improved uh, in leaps and bounds. How has it improved? The eating quality is better, it tastes better, also the texture is better. One of the big problems with gluten free bread is the tendency to form large holes. Now obviously if you're making a sandwich you don't want a large hole in the slice of bread otherwise your filling drops through. The technology has improved. How are they achieving that? I think the know-how is increasing. Uh, the science behind gluten-free bread making is increasing. Many of the early gluten-free breads were, if you like, uh, cottage industries. People were making them uh, passing on recipes to their friends and family but now the big companies are getting involved it's because there's some science behind it. Perhaps you could talk just a little bit about about some of that science. One of the big issues uh, with gluten-free technology is of course that you need to replace that wheat gluten with something else and there is no easy answer to what that something else is. Uh, People use combination of starches and gums Uh, But there is no one material which is an alternative to wheat gluten, so that's raised a big challenge. Uh, Companies have addressed it in different ways, using uh, maize starches, using maize flours, um, using potato starches, rice starches, xanthan gum, uh, hydroxypropyl methyl cellulose, which is a bit of a mouthful for for anyone. Uh, These combinations uh, help to address how to replace the properties that gluten gives to bread Uh, But in many ways, it's not the whole picture. Different technologies in processing the gluten-free beds are also essential. So you're saying the processing is just as important as the ingredients. I mean, what processes are you looking at? Well, we're looking at uh, more gentle processes in the early stages of baking, such that uh, the structure will hold together. Gluten's great at holding structure together. When you use uh, combinations of other materials like starches, other proteins like pea protein or perhaps egg protein in combination with gums, as I mentioned, um, you do get a, a good structure, but it's not as good as the, as, as the full wheat equivalent. So therefore, by giving a gentler process, it allows the dough to hold together until the temperature gets up to that critical level where the starch takes over and helps gel the system so you have a nice cohesive bread structure. So it's all about the gentle process but I mean what is the gentle process? Well we found just by lowering the temperature of a baking uh, we, we can get the, the dough to rise more evenly so we end up with a, a better structure. In some ways it's, I see it as a bit like souffle manufacture where you're looking for to uh, put a bit more gentle heat into the process. We, we look at lowering the temperature, also increasing the humidity, so there's not the massive impact of high temperature uh, dry air, which is, which is uh, found in some traditional baking processes. 
what are you essentially saying is that bakers are getting the the temperature wrong? I wouldn't say they're getting it wrong, but sometimes it's easy to transfer existing technologies into novel products. Novel processes, I think, are, are, are part of the challenge as well. Bakers obviously work from from a sound basis of what they they know in full wheat systems, but with gluten free, there might be a, a different way of looking at it, and that I think involves looking at different temperature time temperature profiles. How close are we to seeing a product that is really similar in quality to a wheat counterpart? We've got very good products now. The one big issue is that products do tend to stale uh, more quickly than the full wheat equivalent. And that, that's, a pro- that's a problem we don't really have a solution to currently. And I think that's the big challenge. If you can make a product which has got a long shelf life, something which is soft, you're know, up to five, six, seven days, that would be a real move forward. And what solutions are the industry looking at to increase the shelf life of gluten-free products? In some ways, it's the application of technologies which are used in conventional baking. So we're looking at ingredients. We're also looking at using enzymes as, as, as a route to in, improving shelf life keeping a soft product, something which steals at a slower rate. Charles, thank you very much. I've been Oliver Nyberg for bakeryandsnacks.com.